is analyzing the mission from yesterday's summit base, which established the similar rules governing the alleyways and the chatseros, the courtyards, which have overlapping halachos. So this would all be vis-a-vis residents that were living in the courtyards, and those courtyards that are spilling into the alleyways, contributing to the communal layers to be able to carry in those areas. The debate ensued at the end of today's Amad Aleph about an alleyway in which someone named Ivut Bar-Ihi there was uh, living in that alleyway, and there was only one house and one chatzah, so Eva put up a lechi over there to fix the area so you could carry in the alleyway, and you off, we go to Shmuel, Shmuel Paskin was permitted to carry there. This psak of Shmuel, since the Gemara's brings, seemed to have gone against the Mishnah, at least the way according to Rabbi, La- Rabbi Lazar seems to understand it, that the Mishnah seems to say that an alleyway is not an alleyway, and halachically speaking, if you want to just fix it in order to carry there with a lechi akar, you can only do so if it has a minimum of two courtyards connected to the alleyway. So from Shmuel, since the Gemara says Shmuel was ishtik, Shmuel was silent, from his silence, from the story with Ivut, it appears at the beginning that Shmuel disagreed completely with the Mishnah. Comes the Gemara and says, no, not so quick. Maybe Shmuel retracted and held like Rabbi Lazar, really did held like Rabbi Lazar, hold like Rabbi Lazar. And the case that had been in discussion was about a chazan, chazan of a Beit Knesset, a chazan of a shul. And this person ate at his home, which was not in the shul, somewhere else, and he slept in the shul. So Ivut thought that you, you say your place of eating is going to be your residence. The shul is not a residence. And, uh, and therefore, he made a conclusion for himself that he could put up a lechi as an extension of this concept. He could put up a lechi and that would be enough to allow him to carry in the alleyway even though he lived there by himself. But it wasn't true, says the Gemara, because Shmuel debated Rav on this point, as we know from earlier earlier a few days ago, and he went by sleeping location, Makom Lina, that was Shmuel's psaq. Rav said it was Makom Pita, we go by the place where you eat, Shmuel says the place where you sleep, that's establishing a residence, and the Chazan could have the Shul as his residence. So let's make a few points here. First of all, the Chazan here was not a leader of services, but rather a Shamus, an attendant or facilities manager, and his job was often to care for the young people who studied in the Shul. And the, the sleeping there, his sleeping there could have been also for certain protection for the shul. So two points of Allah Chalamaisa. The shul Ameshi, Rav Yosef Shal Nathanson, has a sefer called Sefer Yad Shaul, Chelek Beis Yaradeh, Reish Pevav Oz Gimel. He discusses the shaila, the question of whether a shul that has a residential space inside of it, has a makam dira, a place where a person's living, would that shul require mezuzah in the entranceway? We'll discuss in a minute whether a shul in general has a mezuzah on it. So Rav Nathanson quotes from the, from the Gemara Psachim, the Kuf, Kuf, Kufalif over there, which is discussing the scenario where guests or poor people would eat their meals in the shul. That would be on Shabbos. So we're going to have to wait a little bit until Psachim to go deeper into this, but that Gemara is also the source for the custom in shuls that are making a Kiddush on Friday night. It happens to be that many poskim point out that in modern times where People are generally not eating in shul. We're running into a, an issue of brachal of atala. In fact, Rav Vadya Yosef brings in Sefer Chazon Ovadia, Chelek Beis, on the first page there, that in a community where it can be assumed that everybody is accounted for making Kiddush in their homes, Kiddush should not be made in shul. Rav Nathanson in that discussion seemed to make the point that the residence is really a separate area and room. Therefore, there would be no mezuzah put up. When I served as a camp rabbi one year, a shul was dedicated in the camp, and the family also purchased mezuzahs for the entranceways. Beautiful shul and beautiful mezuzahs. One would have thought, all the more so on a shul, we would make a, uh, we put up a mezuzah and make a bracha. But the Torah says, Al mezuzot 
the mezuzah is really something that goes in the home. And a shul doesn't have that same status that a home does. And therefore would be exempt. However, shuls over Jewish history did often serve other functions, especially in times where there was a lot of poverty and people needed a place to live or a place to sleep while they were traveling and so on. In that case, they would put up mezuzahs in those areas. However, uh, in addition to this, shuls also have more utility, such as being used as a place to give shiurim. And that's another justification that many posts can point out. Once you're there and you're spending more hours in the, in the building, it gives it more of a re- residential status. Nevertheless, the post can agree that you could put up mezuzahs, you just wouldn't put up without a bracha. So in this case, we put up the mezuzahs, we made a bracha tova metiv on the whole experience as the shul was, thank God, going to benefit so many, so many people.